You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, hello there. How are you? Grant Napier on Listen Up. We got a lot to talk about today. The Sweet 16 is underway in the men's NCAA tournament. The Kings last night get a tip to beat the Pacers 110 to 109. Raise your hand if you've heard this before. Buddy Heald had a crucial turnover that cost his team the game. Huh. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, right? I mean, think about this. The Kings playing without Fox, without Sabonis. All right. Davion Mitchell. For a second consecutive game, looks like all world at the point. You have the Pacers. Halliburton had 13 points and 15 assists, although he was only 4-14 floor. Buddy made 10 of 18. He had five threes for 25, but his turnover cost his team a chance to win the game. They were up by one, but he was up by one when the team turned the ball over, and then the uh, Kings get the tip with point two by Jones, and they win at 110 to 109. Bad loss for Sacramento as they now are even in the loss column with the Pacers, and the Pacers play in Indiana tonight, which means they're probably going to lose. So before the Kings take the floor against Orlando, the Pacers will probably have one more loss than the Kings. So just look, remember, remember that game last night. I mean, if you listen, you got to applaud the players that are playing. They play their ass off. They're competing. Alvin Gentry's trying to win. You think Alvin Gentry gives a damn about the Kings lottery pick next year? <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's be realistic here. He didn't care. Not going to be, not going to be coaching the team next year in all likelihood. I mean, think about it. You're Alvin Gentry. You're trying to win. And now the Kings are 26 and 48. Road games still to come. Orlando, Miami. Two games against Houston. Speaking of Miami, how about that blow-up yesterday in the loss against Golden State? Wow. And now Miami is only one game up in a loss column over Philly and Milwaukee, and that's two bad losses. They lost to Philadelphia without Harden, without Embiid. They lose to the Warriors last night, shorthanded. And, boy, that was an ugly scene on the floor between Butler and Haslam and Spolstra. Uh, Bad look last night. Uh, in Miami for the Heat. As we said, NCAA basketball going on, and you've got Arkansas, a number four seed against Gonzaga, and it is uh, 32-29, the Razorbacks uh, at the break. You have Villanova and Michigan, a little bit later, Houston, Arizona, and Texas Tech and Duke. You know the routine. You want to get on, raise your hand, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do this. One thing that I've always been told, and then it took me a while to realize the truth of the meaning of the statement. Jerry Reynolds used to tell me this all the time, and so did others. Non-playoff teams, okay, in the final 10 games of the season or so, there are more mistakes made with team personnel based on the final 10 games or so of an NBA season than at any other point during the year. And the reason for that is a lot of the games that you play are meaningless, okay? And so you see teams overreact very often based on the last set of games when it comes to individual players. And I found that to be true as well. So be careful, but... I say that as a prelude, a prelude to what I'm going to say about Davion Mitchell. 
you know, if the Kings should move De'Aaron Fox, it's going to be very interesting to see how the kid does because I would just play him the rest of the year. I would I would just play him. And I'd play him 30-plus minutes, right? I, I really would. And got to see what you have. If he's the guy that you could give the keys to the car to. All right? Let me know what you think about that. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Uh, NFL, we talked yesterday about the uh, Tyreek Hill trade to Philadelphia or to Miami. So if you want to comment on that, we can do that uh, as well. All right, let's get some calls rolling here on this Thursday edition on Listen Up. Let's get to Ron. Ron will start us off. Ron, how are you today? Good to have you on the show. Well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, Ron. What's up? Can I have about 10 minutes of open uh, forum Thursday? Yeah, you can go. You can go two hours if you want. <laughs> okay. I um, sometimes I'll listen to your uh, uh, everything that you put on this listen app the next morning. So I was listening to uh, this this morning on the way to work. And uh, just the thing about ESPN and what you were saying, and I, I, I thought you really got into it. I thought before um a couple days when they said this i didn't think you were going to get so into it and kind of go after it and so i, I wasn't surprised because you're usually you know you're very truthful and honest and, and you say what you say uh but you know I, I think one of the interesting things is that you know they're calling it the don't say gay bill and the word gay isn't even in the bill and and the whole thing is about you know not wanting teachers to talk about sexuality with, you know, kindergarten through third grade, which I think is common sense. Um, I completely agreed with you in regard to the the two uh, ESPN uh, announcers, I think Peck and Lyle, mm-hmm. and just their, their statement about, you know, a threat to in, any human rights is a threat to all human rights. And I, I think that you know, we're just living at a time where people just blanket statement. And if you're for that, and you've talked about this before, like if you voted for Trump, then you're a racist, you know, and there's there's no in between. It's almost like if you say something almost like, what you know, what you did, all lives matter, every single one, then they take a picture of you at that moment and basically say, this is what you are. And this is the only thing that matters. And this is what we think of you. You know, it's almost like you're just nailed to a you know, to a cross or something. And I I think that's why a lot of people don't, you know, come out about these things. You know, I I think the bill is so crazy because basically, I guess what they're telling me, if teachers, you know, can't can't talk to six-year-olds about their sexuality, it's a threat to human rights, which I I really think is ridiculous. Um, The other thing that you touched on, which and completely, I, I don't think you were saying this before, is just Leah Thomas has an unfair advantage. And I, I completely agree with that. I'm an athletic director, and I, I know males have a, a an advantage, regardless if they're taking hormones, uh, to make themselves, you know, more feminine. Um, and I, I will say further, I was kind of laughing when you said, if I said this on my radio show, people would be complaining or, you know, bitching or whatever, whatever you said. And I, I would, I would right. go further than that. I, I would go, at, I, you would be fired again for saying this, what you're saying. In fact, I'm, are you, did you get any backlash at all on Twitter or any social media for no. you know, what you said? Okay. No, I didn't get, I didn't get one complaint. I didn't get anyone raising any uh, issues with me in any way, shape or form. And you, you just, excuse me, you used the word, you know, uh, well, Common sense to me is what both of these things fall under. I don't understand how this is anything other than common sense in both the examples. To Leah Thomas, that's common sense. You know, our kindergartners, first grade, second grade, third grade, to me, that's common sense. I don't understand how that has anything to do with human rights. That's just absurd. It's stupid. It's it's embarrassing that ESPN would allow their employees to go on national TV and state such remarks. Well, I have a, I have a four year old grandson, so I was thinking in a couple of years he could be exposed to this, and I and I wouldn't want that. And and I'm with no. you. I, I I I I don't have a problem with you know LBGTQ plus any of them. I'm 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 fine with that. I have students and people in my family um, that are gay, but I'm not. I I don't want something pushed on me like what ESPN was doing. And then basically, if you don't believe what we believe, then you know this is offense to you know the the nation as a whole. Well, I this is such a controversial thing. I I don't know if you caught this, but we have a, a new a nominee for the Supreme Court Justice, uh, Kentucky yes. Jackson, and yep. she was specifically asked by a Tennessee senator, "Can you provide a definition of a woman?" And 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 she wouldn't even go there. She said, "No, I can't. I'm not a biologist." 
And so if the Supreme Court, and this is a woman that's going to be on the Supreme Court, who is a woman, and we're actually celebrating her because she is a woman. That's one of the things about it. And she's African-American, which which is awesome. But she can't she doesn't want to define it. That's almost like me saying, you know, hey, Ron, can you define, you know, an automobile? And I say, well, I can. I'm not a mechanic. You know, it's it's common sense. But I I think people don't want to enter that avenue because they don't want to offend. You know, yeah, it's called cancel culture in America. That's what it's called. And there's a fear going on that if you don't say what is, quote unquote, the right thing, then you're done and you're canceled and the mob will come after you and they will swallow you up and we'll never hear from you again. That's pretty much what it's all about. There are so many people, you know, how many people over the last year and a half, Ron, have reached out to me that are public figures and announcers, and I'm talking about some of the biggest names in the industry that I will remain nameless, that called me up and we had numerous conversations with many, many, many different announcers from all sports telling me that they were afraid to say the wrong thing, that it would be misinterpreted, misconstrued, and they would lose their job. I had one announcer, okay? I had one announcer who is married to a black woman who told me that he was nervous for saying the wrong thing and getting fired. I said, you're not going to get fired. Your wife is black. And he said, it won't matter. I said, you know what? It will matter. I said, but think about the paranoia that's going through others that have a microphone in front of them that speak. You know, we ad lib when we're on the air. We don't really, when we're announcing a game, we're doing commentary. It's all spontaneous. And, you know, maybe we'll say something that doesn't sound right. It will be misinterpreted. And then, boom, you know, we're, we're done. I talked with Tim Brando about this on my podcast. Tim, of course, a well-known sportscaster, formerly of CBS, now with Fox. You know, because I know Tim and he's very opinionated. So I just came right out and asked him. And he said, yeah, absolutely. He said, I, I am very concerned. And he said, I'm concerned about social media as well. So this is a real problem in this country. It's a huge problem in this country. It's called cancel culture. It's called the woke mob swallowing up those that say things that are not quote unquote popular or not in the mainstream. And it's uh, it's what's going on. It's a real shame. It's a real shame. Yeah, I, I don't think it's fair. I was listening um, um, last weekend and maybe I was catching up on uh, one of your shows, but you were talking about you know, all the things that your dad did and instilled in you values and civil rights. And even, you know, uh, I think you had something going on, some mini game or something, and your dad didn't even make it because he was visiting a woman in jail who Correct. had killed her husband. And and really at the end, when you're talking about your dad, you're, get, you're, you're getting emotional because you realize what an incredible person this is. And here, you you know, you, you get fired for something and no one, it's like people don't know your background. You know, the three stooges come out and say you're, you know, you're a closet racist. Right. I, I just right. feel it's 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 so unfair. It's so unjust. It just, you know, it, it really. Well, that's why I, that's why I filed a lawsuit and the lawsuit is in federal court and we'll see what happens. But uh, I filed a lawsuit and I'm actually, you know, if my dad were alive today, m- my dad would probably have started protesting against my dad was always my dad was very anti-war even though my dad was uh, uh in the pacific theater in world war ii uh in the navy off he was on a ship off okinawa he's the only one in his unit that survived because he was the only one that didn't get off the ship they made him a signal man uh but my dad was anti-war but you know he was serving his country he was in the pacific theater but my you would be surprised my dad was all about you know listen I'm going to go out and protest. I'm anti-war. And he was at anti-war rallies and things like that. He stood up for what he believed. You talked about, you know, visiting a woman in prison. My dad was the head of men against domestic violence. And yeah. again, this woman, this woman, no one would listen to her. She kept on getting beat, beat, beat up repeatedly. And she had no other alternative in her mind than to take the life of her husband, ended up in jail. She didn't have anybody to come visit her. My dad, you know, found out about her and started visiting her once a month. Just to just to say, hey, there is somebody out here that cares about you. There is somebody out here that's going to talk to you. I may not be able to get you out of prison, but I want you to know that there's someone out here that's thinking about you and and cares about you. That's the type of person my dad was. And yeah, so I do get emotional when I talk about it because that's all I remember. That's that's I I I not to go off on a tangent here, but we had uh, my my sophomore year in high school. We had a black player on the football team and my dad came out to the game and he goes, who is that? 
And I said, oh, he's a new student. And he said, oh, okay. He said, where's he from? And I said, you know, I haven't really talked to him yet that much. And make a long story short, my dad said, why don't you invite him to the game this Sunday? We had season tickets for both the Giants and the Jets. And I came back to my dad. I said, dad, he doesn't want to go. He said, okay. So then my dad went up and talked to this uh, young man, this, this, this young boy, after a game once. We were walking off the field. And he said, hey, I'm Grant's father. And he said, hey, we would love for you to go to the game. And I said, and then I had found out that he was new in town, but he was an orphan. He was in the orphanage. And I'm, my dad actually called up the orphanage, all right, called up the orphanage and said, listen, uh, we would really like Joe to be our guest. Joe was too embarrassed, all right? The reason why he said no, he was too embarrassed that we would go to the orphanage and pick him up. Like he, he was too embarrassed. So my dad was persistent and he ended up this Joe, his name was Joe Marino. I remember his name. I mean, think about this. This was how many years ago I went, to, I graduated in high school in 77. This is in 74. I still remember his name, Joe Marino. He was a running back and he also played uh, uh, linebacker, played both ways. Very good athlete. But my dad was persistent enough. He goes, I'm going to find out. And then literally called up the orphanage to arrange us to pick up Joe and take him to a game. That's the type of man my dad was. And, you know, my dad was all about equality. We, that, that was instilled in us. And again, for me to be fired, for me to lose my career over all lives matter, every single one. I mean, I hate to talk about myself, but it's a freaking travesty. You know it. And yeah. most people know it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I sure appreciate your uh, time, Grant. Well, I appreciate your call, Ron. That's a great way to start off. And, you know, you went 10 minutes. I could have allowed you to go two hours. So if you want to call back again, please do so. I would love to hear from you. All right. You take care. Thank you. All right. Thank you. What else? Great way to start off the show. See, he's spot on, too. I mean, I got to watch ESPN to be lectured on a bill that I don't agree with. I mean, really? You know, and then and then I, I've got to be told that I'm against human rights if I don't believe in that bill or if I don't believe against the bill. Really? Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not for human rights. I'm not for, you know, I, I'm against. It's just a joke. It's a joke. It really is. It's an absolute travesty is what it is. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App and uh We've got a couple of people on that we'll get to as soon as we can. Jeff, you're next. Hello, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, Grant? Hey, Jeff. I'm sorry I missed your show. I've been busy with the dog rest, but I did listen on you on the podcast on on the, and I did listen yep. to them afterwards. So uh, I just got a couple of things to catch up on. Uh, yep. One on the subject you're just talking about. Have you seen that dumbass commercial that says? All lives matter until black lives matter. Now, what kind of friggin' statement is that? Is that I have not heard. Huh? I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. It's an NBA. It's on the. It comes on the NBA commercials when you watch. I haven't seen it. Yeah, at the end of it. At the end of it, that's what it says. It's it's totally ludicrous. It says what? It says it says all lives matter. What? Until black lives matter. Yeah, well, you know, the NBA is going to continue to lose a lot of fans uh, yeah. from their absurd messaging. And that's absurd messaging. I know. What, what kind of, it just doesn't make sense. Anyways, get off of that. I had two other You know, that George, George, Floyd, George, George Floyd's brother, you know, was very adamant about oh, all know. lives matter. You know, it's, I mean, uh, I, I can go on and on. There have been many it's others. Uh, in. It's a hypocritical statement. Very it's, it's just. It's just, I don't even know what to say. What else do you well, want to talk about? It's basically separating a group. It's like saying Mexicans live or Italians or Irish, or if you want to seclude any group, it's just wrong. It's just, it's it is wrong. wrong. People are people. It is exactly 100% wrong. And until we stop putting people in groups and we start labeling people, we will never, ever have equality in this country. Until we, we, we need to stop putting people in groups, we need to stop classifying people by their skin color, by their ethnicity, by their religion, by their sexuality, okay? Until we do, 
then we're going to have this, this, this is not going to get any better in my lifetime. I can tell you that. And it's probably not going to get any better in my children's lifetime. And it's probably not going to get any better in their children's lifetime until we stop putting people in groups, until we start separating people. Well, you're black, you're Asian, you're Hispanic. Let's see. You're Catholic, you're Jewish, you're Islam, you're Muslim. Okay. You're, you're gay. Wait, see, are you, are you man or a woman? Oh, you're trans, you're transgender. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah. Until we, until we stop that, we're never going to get anywhere in this country. We're just not. I know. And where they can stop that is with all these dumbass applications that you fill out and ask you if you're white, black, Hispanic. I mean, come on. I don't understand. What's, 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 what's that got to do with me? I'll never forget Oprah. I'll never forget Oprah Winfrey when Tiger was young and Tiger's father was on the show and they were talking about Oprah was talking to Tiger's father about ethnicity because of the mixed family and said, do you, do you look at your family as, you know, African-American or do you look at them? And he said, or no, what race do you consider your son? And I thought American. the absolute, they said, he, no, he's no, he said, my, I look at my son as the human race. <laughs> there you go. No, Absolutely. I mean, that's what, that, and, and that's what we are. We are the human race. We are the human race. And I don't understand why that's so hard for people to acknowledge and accept. We are all of the human race. You're right. 100%. Well, anyways, uh, I got a couple other things that want to get off my chest. Uh, so who's going to make a bigger impact Tyree kill or Devonte Adams on the new teams that they're in? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Demonte Adams. Yeah, I, I mean, the Raiders all of a sudden look like they're going to be, if uh, Jacobs could be a good running back. I mean, they got Waller, they got Renfro, yep. they, um, Carr, and they might be, uh, and then, the, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they signed Scantlin the, today. but who's Yes, Chiefs? I saw that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be up there. You know, you know the reason why I say that is because I I'm not sold on two as a quarterback yet, and I'm I'm more I'm more sold on Carr as a quarterback than Tua. This is a big big step now for Tua in this third year. This is huge for him coming up. Now he can, there will be no more excuses. You've got prolific wide receivers on your team now. You have a uh, stud left tackle that you just signed uh, in Armstead from the New Orleans Saints. So there are, there are no excuses this year. In other words, I'm not saying that Tua made an excuse. I'm just talking about the people that cover the National Football League. It, the, now, if you are Tua, the team has given you everything that you need to right. succeed offensively. I mean, there, there, is, there really is no debating that. Now, all of a sudden, you have a prolific offense, right? You have a prolific offense that is loaded. And again, here's the important aspect, that offensive line and that offensive line now has been completely upgraded. That is huge. And oh yeah, by the way, last year, if you remember, they drafted Jalen Waddell with the first round pick, the outstanding wide receiver from Alabama. So, you know, you have now Hill, you have Waddell, you, you have a left tackle in Taron Armstead. You have a offense that should be able to flat out go up and down the field. You got Edmonds and most start. They just picked up. Yep. Too. yep. And so the last thing I want to talk about, you know, I'm from the Bay area. I grew up in San Mateo and San Jose and I moved up to Yuba city in the, in the late eighties uh, when I got out of the service, but the Oakland A's, is there any other team that gives up their star players? Than no. The Oakland A's? Come on. Oakland I don't know how anybody can be a fan. I don't know how anybody can be a fan of that team. I really don't. And there aren't a lot of fans. I mean, the fans that are there are so loyal. I don't understand how you could be a fan of that team. I really don't. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a Giants fan, true and blue, but I, I'm from the Bay Area, and I follow the A's, you know, and all that. But, geez, Louise, I mean, uh, uh, it's just disgusting. Every time a guy gets, he gets I know. good or halfway, they get, they get rid of him. I mean, you think about Olsen and Chapman on the corners to think that they're not there anymore, and it's year after year after year. Jeff, I'm going to get to some other calls. It's great hearing from you. Enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Thank you, Grant. Bye. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right, let's get to Jerry on Listen Up right here on this Thursday edition of Listen Up. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Good. Thank you for calling. 
Hey, Grant, you know, I have a question for you, Grant. And we all know what happened with you with KHCK and uh, you resigning from the Sacramento Kings. Sir, can yep. I ask you, why would you want to resign from the Kings if you didn't do anything wrong? We all know you didn't do anything wrong. But you know what? I mean, listening to these people that are doing the Kings games now, I mean, it's just brutal to listen to. But if you know in your heart you didn't do anything wrong, why would you want to resign from your Kings position? I mean, I don't understand. I'm, why? I'm, I, I can't talk about that situation. Well, Grant, we all uh, we all miss you here in Sacramento, and 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 I mean, I mean, I I hope things get clear and that we can understand why you why you did this. But uh, you did nothing wrong, and you know what? I wish you the best of luck, Grant. I mean, I I appreciate it. And listen, I don't I don't want to go off on like me me me, but I I hear the telecasts are basically unwatchable. I hear they're awful, and I hear that from everybody. I don't hear that from one or two people. I hear it from everybody. And I'm just like, wow, I, I feel bad for the Kings fans that so many people feel that way. I see it on my social media accounts. I see it from P- I, I get messages from people I know. I get messages from people I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. I really don't. And then, Grant, they have this new guy that's doing a uh, talk show on 1140. And uh, I, I think his name's Nick. Um, I don't remember his last name, but you know what? I have no idea. I am really disappointed. That I'm, I mean, you switch your show from five in, instead of three, because you, I mean, I mean, on the way home, it was always you on there, and and you know what, I mean, this guy, you know what, I mean, I mean, you know, it seems like he tries to uh, try to emulate you, and you know what, he's not Grant Napier, so we really want you back in Sacramento, my friend. All right, well, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate your support. You enjoyed the day. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. All right. If you want to get on the show today, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. And I've been very transparent here, and I've told you I will answer every single question that is presented to me unless I cannot answer it. All right. And I can't answer that. I'm not, I can't talk about that. Um, if you want to talk about the game last night, we can do that. If you want to discuss the way we started off the show with Ron, that was a great call. We can do that. I've yet to run. I'll tell you this. There's not one of my friends that feels that I was wrong for what I said about ESPN. Don't know one person in my circle of friends that said, yeah, they they think that was fine that ESPN went on and did that last Friday. Not one. Not one. As a matter of fact, they all have the same opinion that I have. And these are people that are not, don't look the same, not the same part of the country, different states, different backgrounds, different occupations. They all agree with me. Does anybody out there, seriously, is there anybody that you know, if you are in line with me and Ron, if you feel the way we do about ESPN, do you know anyone? that feels differently, that's in your family or your circle of friends? I would love to know. Seriously. Do you have anyone in your circle of friends that is okay with ESPN's political crap being jammed down our throats? How about that? Here's something else. I am not a fan of this sport, but I saw the headline. So. Italy does not qualify for the World Cup for the second successive tournament. North Macedonia beat them in Palermo. How about that? Could you listen? I don't know a lot about soccer. I really don't. I'm being brutally honest. When I mean I don't know a lot, I mean I obviously watched it before. <laughs> But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about, you know, World Cup soccer and everything else. Think about Italy. And think about not being in the World Cup two straight times. Man. Wow. Unbelievable. 
All right, if you want to come on the show, again, uh, we got off to a great start today. I want to keep the momentum going. I would love to hear from you. Do you know anybody that is happy with ESPN and their hypocrisy and their double standards? Do you? I don't. I really don't. You ever turn on, I'm asking you, do you watch ESPN? Do you see them talking about the Leah Thomas story? All I see on my social media account from the critics out there are they don't they won't touch it. The uh, gal at halftime, I think her name was Ellie Duncan, if I'm not mistaken. If I have her last name wrong, I apologize because I'm doing it off the top of my head. I saw somewhere on social media that she refuses to talk about the Leah Thomas story. Why? You're so adamant about a about legislation in Florida that you think is a, uh, if you're against it, I mean, if you're against what you have to say, if I have a different opinion on you, then all of a sudden I'm not for, you know, human rights. Really? Come on. And she, she won't touch the Leah Thomas story at all. Why not? Why not? Are you going to be selective with your noise? Really? Sure looks like that. Incredible. Unbelievable. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon. Did you see what Stephen A. Smith said on a podcast? You know, again, you want to talk about arrogance? He was doing a a podcast called the pivot podcast and said he doesn't worry about what he says because my contract is guaranteed. How sad is that? Wow. Because my contract is guaranteed. I guess everything's only about money these days, money, 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 money. I can say whatever I want because my contract is guaranteed. Wow. What a world we're living in. What a world we're living in. All right, let's get to John. Hey, John, how are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Man, my phone works today. This is amazing. It is amazing. I'm, if I wish I had a prize to give you. <laughs> I know. I know. Me too. Well, hey, you know what? I'm able to speak and speak my mind at least. That's prize enough, man, because so many yes. people can't do it anymore. So, Amen. Good to hear your voice, my friend. And uh, Stephen A. Smith, he's the biggest jackass I've ever heard. I don't know how he still is employed with all the things he says. $12 million a year. I've never heard anything about him. And somebody goes, boy, what a quality comment that was, ever. $12 million a year is what he gets paid. Well, you know what? I'd sign and I'd say whatever they tell me to also, I guess. You know, I just don't know what to say about that. Actually, yep. I probably wouldn't because I wouldn't put my voice out to be some of the things that he says. So that that's where I want to go with that. Another thing, also I wanted to talk or just say right now, Ron had an excellent phone call. I'd love to hear from him again. And yeah, that was got, a great phone call. Got two hours, so, so that was great. And uh, it's great to hear from a uh, – uh, <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm just, I'm just getting home, Grant, and unloading. No tools. problem, buddy. But it's, hey, it's great to hear all the guys, Jeff, piping in, and everybody piping in about you know your plight basically, and you know you got the biggest shaft in all of Sacramento. Oh, pardon me, I didn't mean. And <laughs> you got ripped off more than anyone in all of Sacramento, and I don't know anyone who disagrees with that statement, anyone at all. And the way Ron called those guys the Three Stooges was perfect because anytime I start thinking about that, I get hot myself. So I just need to unwind, you know. Well, John, just understand this. The final chapter of me has not been written yet. Just keep that in mind. I know that, Grant. You've told me that, and you keep telling me that, and I believe it. And I know yep. it can't be because, hey, eventually the people who are right – got to be right and the people who are wrong got to be wrong yep. eventually everything's going to catch up with it hey this is why this is why we're americans and we we get a new president every four years because eventually something's not right and people will 
Yeah. We'll figure it out. And hopefully everything goes right with that, with that whole aspect, with that entire aspect of what's going on. And, well, John, you know, it's good hearing from you, buddy. Culture. Hey, man, the whole cancer culture is the biggest bullshit ever anyway. Yep. Yep. I'm with so you. Hey, man, you have a good evening, man. Be safe. All right. You take care. All right, man. Have a great one. Yeah, you too. All right. Uh, if you want to come on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand. And again, I'm, I'd, I would love to hear from you if you know of anyone that agrees with ESPN's just gibberish of what they try to jam down our throats. Still is really hard to believe. And, you know, they just love that at ESPN. Love it. They love, love, love that type of stuff on their network. Could you imagine? Seriously. And I really mean this. Could you imagine turning on the first telecast of Monday Night Football this year with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? And they say, you know what? At the start of the second quarter, we're going to have a two-minute moment of silence over this legislation in Florida or another political message. I mean, you'd be, you would flip off that so quickly. You'd be on the Manning cast or vice versa or, I mean, you would just go, I'm done. It's just, it's just terrible. It really is. Absolutely terrible. All right. We're going to get to one of my favorite callers and it's uh, Al. Hello, Al. What's going on today, buddy? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Nate. How you doing, pal? I'm good, bud. What's going on with you? Hey, I had a question. You spoke to uh, one of your listeners who was transgender. And yep. I was just wondering, what was her take? Because I didn't hear you speak to what her well, take was on the Thomas uh, thing. And I just was curious. She, we, we actually have exchanged text messages. She works the graveyard shift, and we haven't been able to connect, but we're going to very soon. She, she actually uh, said, I would love to discuss with your show, and uh, she wasn't – she said, I agree with a lot of the things you said, but I also want to give you a, a, you know my perspective. And so we have only exchanged text messages to this point, but we will be having a conversation. We actually have talked in the last uh, 24 hours via – text messaging so we will it's it's and it's because of my schedule more than her schedule to be honest with you even though she works the graveyard shift it's more of me and i so i we we are going to talk we will definitely talk oh that's awesome because i really would like to hear you know she's you know coming from that area but at the same time i heard a call the other day i i love his idea have a transgender classification in sports yes yep absolutely and, you know, you, the proof's in the pudding. With, look at this. You got, you got Leah Thomas. She, she, all of a sudden, she cuts, she's like 400 or something ranked on the one, one. And then she comes in and she starts winning. Hey, come on, man. It's the proof's in the pudding. She starts dominating. It's common sense. It's common sense. It's not science, in my opinion. It's not science. It's common sense. I'm sorry. You know, and I, I, I'm trying to be as ba- – I always like to be succinct and basic. This is not about science, in my opinion. It's about common sense. And, again, Caitlyn Jenner came out and said the same thing. And, you know, obviously a world-class athlete, maybe it has more validity, more credibility when someone like Caitlyn Jenner says it as opposed to Grant Napier. But it's common sense. It's not science. What did, what did Caitlyn say? Uh, totally uh, is against uh, the 
that 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 transgender women that are competing uh, against other women is unfair. Oh, I didn't. That know it's that an unfair. Th- yeah, that it's an unfair advantage, uh, and I can't. You know, it, there was a lot more than that, but that was the ace. That was the essence of the comments that she made. That it w- that it's unfair advantage. Oh, that's a, well. There you go. I mean, you know, I'm gonna go back and find that. But you know, here's here's my. We all you got you got a you got the NBA and you got the WNBA. You got the PGA, you got the LPGA, you got the uh, men's tennis and women's tennis. You know, come on, no one's no one's downplaying ladies and their abilities, but come on, there's a reason why the leagues are they're separate leagues. I mean, you, I, I just don't. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you for a minute, okay? In an interview, okay, um, the I want to I believe it was a TMZ interview quote. Jenner's quote, this is a question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girls sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect girls sports in our schools. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, there, I mean, it's Caitlin Jenner speaking out, you know, Caitlin's probably gone through the ringer. And you and me, you know, we were kids watching, watching him, uh, Bruce, when the, decathlon and being on Wheaties boxes and then they all of a sudden where I'm thinking is this the twilight zone but yeah well there you go I mean that's uh right there I hope they I hope they consider the the transgender classification I mean I think if anything but we all I think the studies show testosterone is a key you know guys some guys uh some people inject testosterone for like a pet it's like like it's actually there's injections you can take to as a performance-induced uh, enhancement yep. Here's something else that Jenner said. Uh, I guess that she reacted to criticism of her position on transgender athletes back in August. She went to Twitter to react to a story published by a UK-based LGBTQ site because they said, quote, she is launching yet another disgraceful attack on trans athletes without a hint of irony. And she put out on Twitter, no, I just had the balls to stand up for women and girls in sports. So she was upset that she was being criticized. And then she added, I don't think biological boys should compete in women's sports. We have to protect women's sports that's the bottom line. She added, I don't see how you can be happy beating other girls under these circumstances. You have to have a sense of personal responsibility. You can still enjoy sports, but not play at a competitive competitive level, right? I mean, how freaking awesome is that? Spot on. I got chills here now. And I, shame on me for not looking into that. I have, I kind of don't look at the news much these days. But hey, man, to Caitlyn Jenner, you know, Caitlyn won, won his competition when he was a he was a man, and he was Bruce. So you know, amen, amen to that. And lastly, I just want to real quick, and I'll let you go. You also spoke to one of your friends down there in Florida. Out of all your friends and your and your in your position and how you were unjustly. Uh, fired one person agreed with it can you kind of expand, yes. kind of expand on that as what yes um quite frankly um i actually think this individual is racist and i've told uh my very close friend v uh about that i've been around him in enough social settings where i think he's got a problem uh and i think and i've actually tried to talk to him about it he won't even have a conversation i think there's probably been some incidents in his past that have been have left scars on him and i think that he is uh unable or unwilling to accept uh caucasian people in his life for anything other than being against black people that's how i feel about this individual and i've come to that conclusion after being around him in various social settings and seeing his interactions with others and seeing um and listening to what he has to say so that that's and, that's why i believe that's the case and your friend of uh, by i assume she's african-american and what was her yes 
that anybody that you know that knows him, you know, in your circle, so to speak? That are, yeah, there are a couple of other people that have agreed with me, yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Have a good night, man. Yep. Always great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good stuff right there. You know, again, I talk about all these issues with all of my friends. So V is one of my best friends, and she had not really stopped to think about that. And she said, after what we experienced, uh, she was having a gathering. Uh, well, I'll share the story. You know, I, I can share the story because these people in your world are anonymous. They, they don't, they don't. So I, I'm not, how do I want to say this? I'm not putting someone in an uncomfortable light because you don't know who they are. So we were at a social gathering and I had just met this individual for the first time and we were sitting around a table. Uh, but I was sitting at this time with just me and him. So we struck up a conversation uh, about his business and he has a business where he has, he, ta he takes, he, he has a few businesses, but the one business that interests me is he takes people, he's take, takes care of people's pets when they travel. And I asked him about the scheduling of all of that. And, and so we got onto that and then he started talking about traveling and he had a love for traveling. He's been all over the world and he said he works so he can travel. And so we, we hit it off because I love traveling. We talk literally for about a half hour about traveling. So then B goes, why don't you tell him about your story? She always says that to me when I'm around new people. She goes, you should explain to them your story. So I explained my story and he kind of got quiet and there was another uh, person at the gathering who also teaches figure skating with V during the week. She's 52 years old and she is British. She's got an accent. It's white lady. The reason why I am now classifying white versus because I, I need to paint an accurate picture. Well, the individual that I was talking to has very long braids. And she was passing him and she goes, I love your hair. And she touches his hair and he says, don't touch my hair. Now that is racist. And she thought he was joking. So she touched it again. He said, I told you, don't touch my hair. That is racist. And I kind of like racist. So I was like, okay. So anyway, I was a very uncomfortable situation. And that was the end of our conversation. I was like, okay, you know, things, I got to let things calm down. So the next day, I, the next morning I called V, I go, V, did I miss something here? And she said, no, I'm going to talk to him about that. I was really bothered by him saying that to Lisa. I said, how's, I go, V, help me out here. How is touching someone's hair racist? It may be inappropriate. I could, if, if, if you don't, if you think someone touching your hair is inappropriate, I could, I, I'll, I'll go along with that argument if that's how you feel. I mean, teach their own, but if you want to call it inappropriate, but racist. And then we were at another event and I had another one of my friends who also was trying to engage in a conversation with this individual and the individual is very standoffish. And my friend made a comment kind of like joking. And again, it turned into just race right away. And I was just like, well, I guess it is what it is. You know, I guess it is what it is. So, you know, listen, there, there are events in people's lives that change their course of their life and how they think and what they believe in. And it's not up to me to try to change how that individual thinks and what he feels. But I have, um, I just decided that I was not going to interact with him anymore. And when we're at social gatherings, I don't interact with him anymore, you know, and I've told V, I go, V, I just let you know, I'm not comfortable. I go, it's really unfortunate. The way he responded to my situation and 
how he responded to Lisa and my other friend, and I'm just not comfortable in that situation. And she said, I completely understand. I completely understand. So um, anyway, what else do you want to talk about today? All right. We are here. We'll take your phone calls right here on Listen App. Grant Napier with you right up until we uh, adjourn for the day, whenever that is, whenever the phone calls stop. But I'm happy to get to your phone calls. All right, let's move along here, and we are going to check in with uh, Marty. Hello, Marty. Welcome to the program today. What's going on, Marty? Nothing much. Uh, I got a couple minutes. I wanted to ask you something. Uh, I joined in late. I don't know if you touched on the uh, Rashawn Holmes story yet. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, you know what? I did not. Thank you. What do you want to discuss about it? I I read uh, the story in the uh, Sacramento Bee, which was, by the way, an opinion piece. I saw the statement by the Kings. You know, first of all, I don't need an NBA team uh, or any other business to come out and tell me that they're against uh, domestic violence and abuse. We get that already. You know, stop with these obligatory, stupid statements. Okay, but anyway, go ahead. What did you want to discuss about it? Yeah, so it wasn't even the story necessarily regarding Rashawn. It was who wrote the story. Um, her name was Robin Epley. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And she yes, that's correct. Broke, she was the one who broke the story originally, and I had a huge problem with it, being it under, uh, having it be under an opinion article, because if you miss the part where it says opinion, you can easily see where it says, I believe Alexis. I don't. I had a huge problem with that. I think it should have been... You know, just these are what's going out. These are the facts. And keep your opinion to yourself for a later time. I thought that was incredibly irresponsible to Sacramento to to have that be the first story to come out. It's interesting you say that because she received a lot of criticism because of that. I did see some comments, and they were pretty much in line with you, that the, they thought that in this particular case, you know, an opinion piece at that point in time was uh, really out of line and improper. Yeah, I, I, I had a huge problem with that. So I just wanted to see if you had seen that or anything like that. I had seen that. It's interesting that you brought that up. And I, you know, I am remiss for not bringing it up on my show today because it is topical in Sacramento. But yes, I did read a lot of uh, criticism from that opinion piece that it's completely wrong time, wrong place. You know, that this is that opinion piece it needs to be written maybe later on once we get more facts to what it actually has transpired uh, with uh, Rashawn Holmes, uh, his ex-wife and his son. Yes, I would agree right. with that. Um, and then, so I don't want to, I hope I'm not wrong with this, but, um, Rashawn's first year was, uh, your last year, correct? No, it was the year before. So you didn't get to, to, oh no, no. So it was the year, so you met, have you met Rashawn at all? Did you ever yeah, get to, yeah. to speak to him? Yeah. Okay. Not only that, he, he came into the studio on two or three occasions with uh, his family, his mom, uh, his dad, uh, family members, they were actually in studio mm, two different times. And he and I actually talked a little bit more often than you would think because we both went to Bowling Green and we used to, we, you know, we would joke about both being at Bowling Green. So obviously different, <laughs> different periods, different time periods. But yeah, I, yeah, but I, I don't know anything about Rashawn's personal life. I would not be appropriate for me to conduct on anything that has to do with this alleged uh, case. But I always found them to be very nice, very cordial, very polite, very respectful uh, when I was in his presence. But again, that doesn't mean anything. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, um, in your time in the league, I'm pretty sure you've, you've seen cases like this, not even just in the league, but throughout different sports. Um, is, is this usually because I have my own opinions and stuff like that, but, you know, we'll let the facts be the facts later on. 
Um, but just in your time, have you seen this more as a, for lack of a better term, a, a gold digger move, or, or is it always just kind of well, based? I'm not qualified to speak on the percentages of what is what. I know that, you know, there was a very well-known player in San Francisco with the 49ers, Ruben Foster, who was falsely accused not once but twice uh, over, you know, domestic violence. And it and again, it was proven that the uh, the alleged victim in this case was making up the stories. But no, domestic violence is a serious issue in our country. It needs to be dealt with. Uh, a woman's accusations should be dealt with seriously. And so I don't want to go in any other direction that I mean, this is a serious allegation. But the good news is, you know, Rashawn will be able to defend himself. They will be able to go to court and they will be able to get to what is what. I believe that the truth will come out. And let's hope that the truth does come out, regardless of what side of the fence the truth is on. Right on. Um, and then one last thing. The last time I called was a couple weeks ago. I told you I was going to sit courtside. Um, yeah. It was How was that? Yeah, it was a hell of an experience. Um man just just seeing Jokic up close there was a play where he just did like three spin moves back to back and I just said damn on the side and one of the coaches looked at me like yeah that's that's one top dog right there and so um but watching the other players up close especially De'Aaron um I wanted to see if you ever talk to any other players it just has to have to be De'Aaron specifically but the way De'Aaron shoots the ball he he like leans back the whole time and every shot is always coming up short. Um, you would think that a coach would be able to tell him like the basic mechanics of like, you know, you want to jump into your shot with all these players who play in the league this long and have like Jesus, like terrible forms and shooting. Why do you think no coach ever like tries to correct that or adjust that and just let them lead the beat? You know, to me, it's almost like a, a flawed golf swing a little bit. They try and they try and then all of a sudden it backfires and they kind of just go, well, you know, you're going to have to work on, on on whatever it is you can work on. Some players don't want to go through the uh, the process of learning a different way to shoot. Uh, they're set in their ways. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons. I've seen a lot of shooting coaches. I've seen a lot of different things where players will try to change the way they shoot the ball. Uh, and they get frustrated with it, and they revert back to what got them into the NBA. So there's there's different reasons for that. It's a very good question, though. It's a very good question. Yeah, I always wondered because the whole time I'm watching De'Aaron, he, it's like a, he's shooting a fadeaway from the three-point line. I'm like, dude, just jump into your shot, man. What the hell are you doing? But you yep. know, I, I Well, I'll tell you this. You know, the one, the, the one thing I think you would agree, Marty, percentages don't lie. And the percentages oh, okay. of his shot are not conducive to he wants to be an all-star he wants to be on a playoff team in sacramento well he needs to start shooting the ball better from three i mean that's just the reality the game is played from the perimeter and if you're not able to do that you're gonna have a very difficult time being on a winning team i, I don't know why a player and i'm not saying De'Aaron's happy with his shooting percentage but he needs to do something about it and he's i've always felt this too after your fifth year you pretty much are who you are as a basketball player or an athlete. I mean, you, you, you could, there are some times when a player could all of a sudden look completely different, but uh, very rare, very rare. You generally are who you are when you've been playing basketball since you were a little kid and you're now going to be entering your sixth year of your sport. That's pretty much who you are for your career. It's not going to change that much in all likelihood. Yeah. Ever since uh, I was talking to you, you kind of made that, comparison to John Wall it's it's really hard to not see him in, in any other way like he pretty yep. much is a, a Walmart version of, of John Wall yeah and I'm not the one that made that comment I someone that I yeah. respect great uh I, I don't want to give myself credit for that it was somebody else and I don't want to mention his name because I I, I he, he didn't give me permission to say that but um when he made that comment to me I was like wow what a great analogy that is what a great analogy that's pretty much spot on with who he is. Well, I got to get going. Thanks for your time, Grant. All right. Hey, Marty, take care, bud. Appreciate it very much. I'm glad you enjoyed the game sitting courtside. Problem with sitting courtside is you can't go to a game anymore because you're spoiled. You know, once you sit down there, you're like, oh, my God, right? You're like, oh, wow, this is what I've been missing my whole life. This is so cool. This is the best, right? <laughs> That's the way it goes when you sit that close. You're like, oh, this is the best. This is the best. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. 
right here on Listen App, and hopefully we can get to Jeff before he has to put his kids to bed. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Oh, kicking soccer balls with him right now, so I got time. Oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Um, I uh, so talking percentages. What's the what uh what percent do you put on uh, Buddy Heel getting booed out of Sacramento the next time he shows up after the oh, comments boy. last it, night? Yeah, um, I didn't even get to the comments last night. It's just typical, Buddy. He'll get booed. Uh, he he will get booed. <laughs> so he, He'll get booed. Well, so he came out and yeah, if you didn't see him, he came out and he says uh. Yeah, I uh, I turned over the mall, but I'm much happier here than I was in Sacramento, basically. Right. And it was something to the effect of, in Sacramento, I was a stand-in-the-corner guy. <laughs> right, here I've got the freedom. He's talking about the freedom he has playing with Rick Carlisle. What a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, buddy, I'm pretty sure you haven't even played in an offense for the past however many years you were in Sacramento. <laughs> it's just so disappointing. Oh, my that, God. That every Sacramento fan has to now see that guy's name as the most three-pointers in Sacramento history for the rest, yep. I mean, until we find somebody else that can shoot lights out. But it's just You know what the reality of it? The reality is that Buddy, if he were on a good team, that's what he would be. He would be a stand-in-the-corner, shoot-three guy. That's how a good team would utilize him. If he were on a team that was a playoff team, that's exactly how he would be utilized because that's what he does best. But Buddy always thinks he's better than he is. Buddy always thinks that Buddy thinks he could be an all-star. Buddy is that type of a guy. Buddy and that, you know, in in all fairness, that's a real strength to have because his confidence level is so high, but it's unrealistic. Buddy's best attribute is coming off the bench, being a sixth man and being a guy that stays on the perimeter and just does shoot. That's it because we've seen he can't handle the ball. He's not a good defensive player. So why don't you do what you do best and that's shoot, but he won't accept that. He thinks he can do everything. And again, last night's a perfect example. You know, he can't handle the ball. And how many times, Marty, how many times, or Jeff, excuse me, Jeff, how many times over his career in Sacramento did we talk about him turning the ball over in crunch time? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it was, it's just so, it was so hard to watch him because, you know, it's even hard now. That's a, the, last night was a perfect example of what being a Kings fan is right now. You're watching the game and you're like, okay, it's crunch time now. Lose the game, and at yep. the same time, you're happy to see him win. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it, it, I, I haven't felt this much, you know. I haven't felt like this in a long time, where I'm rooting for the same two things at the same time here. So yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's really crazy being a Kings fan. It, it's so, it's so hard being a Kings fan because you know, every year in the month of March and April, you're like, you root for them to win all year. And then all of a sudden the calendar turns to March and you're rooting for them to lose. And then when they win on a game like last night, you're not supposed to, you're not sure if you're supposed to feel good or you feel bad. It's the damnedest thing, isn't it? Yeah. You got Kings Twitter. That's, well, and it's so funny, especially last night. It felt a little better beating, you know, beating Halliburton. Be, and, and that's, I love, loved Halliburton. Wish he yep. would have stuck around, but at the same time, totally understand. Not, not, not a upset at the trade at all. It, it's, it was the right trade to make if we're going to move forward with this team and, and, and try and turn De'Aaron into something, I guess. Yep. But hey, you know what? It could be a trade um, that works out for both teams. It could be a trade that ends up benefiting both teams. Oh, man. See, he got 15 assists last night. If, if yeah. uh, the right te- the right coach can figure out how to get Halliburton to, to take the right amount of shots a game, I mean that yep. guy's going to be an all star easy. He's going to he's going to be that guy that's putting up, you know, nine assists and you know he can if he can get those eighteen to twenty points a game consistently. I mean this guy's going to be a stud for a long long time. Yep, oh, I would agree with last you. Last thing, I need an answer to that question I had on Twitter. Can speed actually win championships in the NFL? You got no. Waddle out in Miami that was he had the sixth fastest time on an NFL field last year. Mostert had the t- top two fastest times in 2020, and then you have, of course, you know, Cheetah over there that uh, you know. So between, no. so can you win with that speed? Does it matter? Well, you well, 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 can you win? And does speed win? Are two different. Uh, questions. Yes, you could win, but does speed normally translate in the championships? No, I've never been a fan of that. I mean, there are uh, many examples of receivers in the NFL who are great, 
that aren't exactly uh, barn burning speed guys. So, no, I've never thought that. I mean, you got to first and foremost be able to catch the ball. Now, in all fairness, Tyreek Hill can catch the ball. Waddle can catch the ball. Uh, but it's that they are they. I'll tell you this: I'd be shaking in my boots if I were a DB preparing to play that team on Sunday, wouldn't you? I mean, I'd be I'd be pretty damn nervous if I was a corner or a safety looking at their speed. So we'll see how Miami utilizes it all. Yeah, it feels like a, a baseball shift at this point. Okay, just keep going, scoot back, keep going back as far as you can go. Just scoot it back. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Yep. All right, man. Yep. You too. Take care. See you. Good questions. All right. I really enjoyed this show today. Got off with a with a great start, with a great call. It's awesome. Really was absolutely awesome. Hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. A uh, lot of good we'll, – we'll keep going. We keep getting calls. Let's get to Jerry again. Jerry wants to pipe back on here, so we'll get to Jerry before we adjourn. Go ahead, Jerry. Hey, Grant. Uh, one quick question for you. Uh, what are the chances you think of the Niners releasing Jimmy Garoppolo and getting nothing for him? I don't see that happening. I really don't. Getting nothing for him, I just I don't see that happening. But they may not have a choice here. I mean, with the salary cap and everything. But um, it's cra- isn't the NFL crazy? Isn't it just absolutely crazy what you have to do with personnel uh, because of the salary cap? But that's the way the league is, you know? All right, Jerry. Appreciate it, man. You have a good one. And I uh, hope everybody out there has a really good rest of the day. Make it a good evening. And thanks for listening to Grant Napier here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.